Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the UtopiaCon Revolution segment of A Daily Cup of Joe. I'm Christine Marie, and today we are going to be hearing from Kelly Risser, who is a phenomenal author who I happened to meet at UtopiaCon this year. She and I just chat about everything from what UtopiaCon inspired her to start to her anthology that she worked on with a few other ladies from UtopiaCon to just simply why she loves writing. It was a really fun conversation and I really enjoyed talking to Kelly. She's such a sweet person and I'm so glad that we are friends. So ladies and gentlemen, let's hear Kelly Risser. So I guess one of the questions that I can ask you or that I wanted to ask you because I'm just super curious is um, what even inspired you to even, how did you hear about Utopia and what inspired you to go? Sure. So I had signed with Clean Teen in um, February mm. of 2014, and um, they were going. They had a table. Um, I don't know if they did a sponsorship the, that year, but I know they did this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I knew that all of my publishers, all four of the ladies were going to be there, plus um, two of the authors were going. So right away I thought it would be good to make a connection and meet them face-to-face because I didn't know when else I would do that. Mm -hmm. And then, so I signed up and I got on the We Are Going to Utopia Facebook page and just, I was just in awe at first of like how much people communicated Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, kind of planned things out and shared information before we even met in person. So many people, you know, I had a feel for who they were before I even got there. So Mm -hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. But I really, my main purpose at first for going was to meet clean teen face-to-face. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. And you're so right about the We Are Going to Utopia group. Like, when I joined it, I said, do you all already know each other? Or what is this, you know? And it just felt so weird, but so cool at the same time. It's like I was, you know, I told Christina a couple weeks ago, and I told Joe, it felt like family before it was even, you know, before we had even met one another so that's just totally agree so so cool so um when you so how many years have you gone is this your second year or it was my second year yeah okay cool and I was really excited this year because I had kept in touch over the course of the year with so many other authors and readers and bloggers that I knew that going back this year was going to be you know meeting up with friends and Um, so I was really just looking forward to seeing everyone in person again that I had met the previous year Uh, and meeting new people too. But, you know, I just think it was a different experience for me. I felt much more confident this year and, and I obviously understood more how the event went and Mm -hmm. the crazy energy levels that are there (laughs) and how fun it is. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. Did you get to go to any of like the panels and stuff this year? 
I did. Not as many as I would have liked to, just because I don't, you know, honestly, I don't even know where the time went. I was so busy meeting with people, going to our table, doing different things, and then the days would just fly by. Um, but I went to the world building panel and I really enjoyed that one. Um, that one was really helpful to me because I do a lot of world building mm -hmm. in my books. So. Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I have a question just about your books in general. Like what genre would you classify your books as? Uh, that's a really good question <laughs> because I think my first book is almost fiction with just light paranormal. Mm -hmm. But then by the time you get to the last book in the series, it's really more in the fantasy realm mm -hmm. where you're in a different world within our world. Mm -hmm. So cool. paranormal fantasy with romance sprinkled in. <laughs> See. Okay, so, and that's really interesting because I am starting, you know, to write my whole, I'm starting to write my first book and I... This is where I'm realizing that it is so difficult for me to really build, like, a world, especially as opposed to a world that I already live in. Like, it's very easy for me to write, like, a contemporary kind of a thing because it's like, oh, I live in this world, you know? And so it's easy for me to kind of embellish upon things that way. But writing, like, paranormal or fantasy or science fiction, or things that are other, you know, than what we live in, is seriously a struggle for me. So when I read books that do that, it's just like, how how do you do that? It's just, it's so inspiring, so interesting to me. So like, what, in your, you know, in your perspective, what is something that you do, or you find is really helpful when it comes to like, building a world when you're writing? I do a lot of online research. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to, I do try to base some things in the rules of our world, just mm -hmm. because I think as a reader, I have an easier time understanding that. So I don't go too far away from that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so starting with the, well, actually, it's more in the third book. Um, always remembered it, there's a lot of that book that takes place underwater mm -hmm. that was really hard like I don't know how would they sleep underwater right. how would they eat underwater right so I gave it some thought and you know I did some research on some of the things I needed in the book and then I guess I just let my imagination fly mm -hmm. on other pieces but I do take notes and keep notes on how I have things so that I keep it consistent mm -hmm. too okay that makes sense yeah that really makes sense because I've been um like I said, talking to various authors like Liz Long, she mentioned, she showed, I think took a picture of her tons of notebooks that she has from, you know, each book and things like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just so fascinating to me. So it's just like this whole new, you know, world that's kind of opened up. So I'm constantly just eating everything with my eyes on what can I do when it comes to like writing and things like that. So, um... You mentioned, so you went to the world building panel, but so was that the only one that you were able to kind of go to? Because I noticed that you were at the Clean Teen, you know, booth throughout the uh, event this year. Yeah, I really did try to stay by the booth a little more just because I wanted to make sure that I saw everyone and had a chance to talk with everyone. And catching them in the exhibit hall space is probably the best way to catch them. That's so. true. That's very, very true. So, in going to Utopia over these couple, past couple of years, um, and you said the difference between the first year and the second year, one, you had more confidence and 
the second year, you kind of knew the ropes of things a little bit more. Do you think, have you had like any takeaways from either of your experiences at Utopia that kind of prompted you to really just do something you probably necessarily wouldn't have thought you've done? Well, I think the first year especially, I hadn't been thinking about really partnering with others to mm -hmm. write a book until Joe had put out the um, request looking for other authors who may want to write the anthology. Uh -huh. And so I replied on a whim like, oh yeah, this would be a cool way to meet other people. And we just, you know, all clicked and mm -hmm. wrote a really awesome book. Um, so, I can attest know. to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was exciting. And that was another thing that I really looked forward to this year was just getting together with them again and working on um, what we're going to do for our next project. Uh -huh. So you know, I think that was something that I, I never imagined that I would find this other group of writers and we would start having really an annual ongoing project, which is super cool. That is So that's really yeah. fun. I love And that. I also think just doing a lot more of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, talking with people a lot more than I, I initially would have thought to do. I guess I kind of thought like being an author was a something you did by yourself you sat and write and mm -hmm. that's really not true it really can be a community and there's a whole network of people who are willing to help you and talk to you and um so I think I've learned a lot that way and I try to give back too I, you know I try to help out authors who are um having a Facebook party and looking for donations or want someone to host an hour you know I try to um volunteer and help out when I can mm -hmm. and you know give back yeah, I mean, and I think that's really important. Um, one of the things uh, that I talked to Christina Benjamin about a couple weeks ago, she was saying that her she's really, really passionate about um, children, you know, and schools and things like that. So she and a group of other writers that really want to get involved in bringing books and reading, you know, into the community. And so Utopia kind of inspired her in that aspect to really, you know, gung-ho that. And I think it's really cool that, um, Joe reached out and you got, you know, it's you and Tia and Nicole and just all these people. And I'm just like, it was Casey that, you know, reached out to me and said, hey, I have this book. You're going to read it. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> it was just, it was so good. And that's the thing. I didn't even know the story behind how all of you got together and met and just wrote this huge project. And now to know that you guys are working on something else has, like, me sitting here just twiddling my thumbs, waiting on it. Um, do you guys know what your what the premise is yet or what the time? That's so exciting. We do, and it is pretty cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll divulge when you can. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, I just think that's so... That's a really powerful message for people to know, especially, you know, if you haven't written a book before, i.e. me, or, you know, if you've written and you haven't published, or if you're, you know, you've been discouraged, or anything at all, to just kind of know that Utopia can be this brand new start or an introduction to something different or something that you haven't been introduced to before. And it sounds like that you, you know, have this whole new community of women that you write, you know, awesome books with. Um, so have you finished with the, was it the Never Forgotten? Uh, is it a trilogy or was it? Well, it is a trilogy, okay. except that I really, 
I, I wrote the third book and I was really happy with how it ended and, and finishing Mira and Evan's story. Mm-hmm. And then I just couldn't let it go. I wanted to move on to another project and I couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a novella collection oh. and yeah. in that world and um, Clean Teen has it. It'll be coming out, I think, late this year for the ebook and then early next year for the paperback. So okay. I don't have an exact date yet, but it's in their hands. Awesome. Cool. Um, so when you do like your writing and things like that and you're thinking of like ideas and things, so you have your never forgotten trilogy and then you have your novella. So you just mentioned, you said you weren't quite ready to let it go. Like, do you think that, how do you think you would know it's time to just finally move on to something else? Do you want to, you know, move on to something else? Like, how does that, how do you come to that decision? I Well, now that I've finished it, I feel really good. And mm-hmm. I do feel like I can close the door on this. My characters are happy. <laughs> they've, got, they've had their day in the sun. Good. <laughs> and um, I'm working. So I'm almost done with my piece of the anthology. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys have started. We have started. Oh. Yes, we have. Yay. So, yep. So I'm almost done with my at least the initial piece I'm writing for that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do another short story. And then I have a couple of series ideas, and I, I don't know which one I'm mm-hmm. going to do first. So one's a historical fiction that I might tackle, and the other one is another fantasy series. So, Ooh. And see, that's what I was going to ask you. I said, are you one of those authors that like to write different genres, or do you really have just one genre that you'd love to write? Or, But now you said you're writing a historical fiction. That sounds intriguing (laughs) yeah i i do um i do tend to do fantasy or paranormal more than anything because i tend to read that more than Mm -hmm. other genres Mm -hmm. but i do like most genres you'll just never catch me writing a non-fiction book that's one Uh, genre i'll steer clear of and i don't know that i would do mystery because i don't know if i'd be very good at putting the clues throughout. I think I'd give too much away. Oh, gosh. That sounds like me. That sounds... Yeah. Yeah, because you really... I think when you're <laughs> writing... Depending on the kind of book you're writing there, I feel like there's like a formula that you have to make sure you follow. You have to get all of the pieces, you know, in the right order, making sure you have all, all of the equation or else it's not going to make sense in the end or something like that. Or you've given away way too much. So now the suspense is gone or whatnot. And I totally agree. I'm such a here, here's everything, you know, instead of just kind of dropping little breadcrumbs. I'm not that great at that. <laughs> no, I'd like to try my hand at horror sometime. Ooh. I don't know if I'd write a full book or just a novella, but that might be fun. That would be. That sounds interesting. So since um, we're talking about your writing, so how did you even know or how did you come about, you know, the whole, you know, dream of just writing? Like what inspired you to just go ahead and go for it? I um, wrote a lot when I was younger, like Mm -hmm. grade school, high school, poetry, short stories. Um, I wrote a screenplay in high school that was horrible. I don't even think I have it anymore. I'm probably (laughs) glad I don't have it anymore. Um, And in college, I wrote um, for the college paper. Mm -hmm. 
And then once I graduated, I had a degree in communications and started working in advertising and marketing. And so I kind of moved into that business writing space Mm -hmm. and moved away from the creative writing. But my best friend's mom has always told me that I'm going to write books. She's like, you're going to write books. You're going to write books. And every year she would either remind me of that or give me something, um, you know, like a box to keep my ideas in or a notebook and she just, she's the one who actually kind of kept after me. Like, you need to do this. This is something you always wanted to do. And it mm-hmm. was. And so, well, you're, you know, Groupon, right? So mm-hmm. there was a Groupon for a, um, a writing workshop in our community where authors would get together for a novel writing class. Mm-hmm. And so I took it and I had a book partially started that I had just gotten frustrated with and thrown on a shelf. Well, that was never forgotten. And I went for two years to that class and took it through and ran through several revisions and figured out how to write a book. Mm-hmm. That's the first step because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, uh, the rest is history. The other the ideas came for the other books in the series. I don't really have the ideas. Like, I don't draft out the whole series mm-hmm. at first. I do one book, and then the ideas will come for the next book. And so I kind of take them one book at a time. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I never really think about that, you know, how you even, especially if you know, did you know right away you were writing a series or did you just aim in to just go ahead and just start the story and kind of see where it went? Yeah. I did. Yeah, I'm a total (laughs) pantser. I don't plot really much at all. (laughs) I am coming to find that I'm actually the same way. I thought that The best thing for me to do when I first started this whole new writing adventure, I said, I'm going to, okay, plan out everything. This is going to happen in chapter one. This is going to happen in chapter two. And then shortly after that, I realized that I don't work well that way. So I pretty much scrapped, you know, everything and just kind of started, you know, from the beginning. But yeah, definitely a pantser. I've come come to realize. Pantsers unite. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's, I, I feel that um, it took a lot of stress off of me, you know, to just write, you know, fly by the seat of my pants because um, I no longer had to look at that, you know, chapter schedule I had created for myself. I'm at chapter three. This is supposed to be happening right now. Kind of a deal. But um, so in your writing, it, when do you ever have writer's block and if you do like what do you do to get over it or is there a way to get over it do you believe in writer's block like all those questions <laughs> I, I do I, I guess for me it's not so much writer's block I mean because I don't plot I don't always know where my story's going I think it's more of a matter of I either I'm in the groove and I have the right situation to write or I don't. And there are days where I've been stressed. You know, I work a full-time job, too, in addition to writing. So mm-hmm. there are days when I've just had, let's say, a bad day at work. And I get home and I'm just, I just I just can't do it, you know. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. And on those days, I won't force it because I'm, I've learned if I do, I'm going to rewrite that whole piece anyway because it's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I guess for me, it's more... When that happens, I don't sweat it too much. I'll read or I'll, you know, I'll just do something else instead. And then the next day I'm fine and I go back to my writing again. Mm -hmm. So I do feel there's times where the story comes much easier to me than others. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I do have to kind of like, sometimes I feel like I shut off my brain and my hands just take over and the story comes out. And other times I feel like I'm, I am literally thinking about every single word I'm typing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't know why it works, you know, easy sometimes and harder others, but I will find, I will push through in that situation. As long as I am in the right state of mind, I will just push through and it gets easier. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. And that's true. And I've heard that a lot whenever I ask people that question, they're like, I just really just try and push through it. I keep writing, you know, even if I don't think it's going to be good, I just write, you know, to kind of get that creativity back. Um, Okay, so I have to ask this because I've been wondering, I said, when I'm going to have Kelly on, I'm totally going to ask her this question. So the lip sync battle. (laughs) (laughs) I am dying to know, like, whose idea was this? Who came up with it? When, like, the whole kind of shebang behind that, because it was the cutest thing ever. I loved it. I believe most of that came from our mastermind, Joe. Mm-hmm. at least to start us off. She picked the song. I may have picked the decade. And I think Casey may have named us the Fractured Flappers. Or her and I may have in our, you know, Facebook chats said something similar at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the choreography we put together that weekend. Because, you know, we hadn't seen each other. So we just right. did it there. Like, let's do this. And, of course, Casey and her girls made that cute audition sign that we had by the stage. Yeah. It was definitely a group effort. That was so fun. So cute. Yeah. And I was like the fractured flappers. That was so cute. And we were, I remember, because me and Ethan were sitting watching. We were like, look at Kelly. She's so cute. <laughs> Taking my thing up there. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun, you know. And I think that it's just, you know, moments like that. Even, yes, we're there at Utopia and we're networking and we're, you know, selling our books and we're talking about our books and meeting authors and just, you know, being inspired, listening to talks. But then you have moments like that, you know, where you get to dress up and you get to just be silly, you know, for a night and just come out of your comfort zone and just, you know, be a little bit more saucy is what I would say, you know. It was Definitely. And I would lot, say yeah. you would not catch me doing that at any other event. And so that's the thing. The right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because, yeah, I mean, we had hung out for most of that entire time. And then me and Ethan were like, Kelly? Is that <laughs> Kelly up there? She's <laughs> got a wild side. <laughs> so much fun I loved it I loved it um so okay so now I want to ask like more questions about the whole fractured glass crew um so you know how with each of you know when you're with your groups you have this person that's typically like this this person that's like this and this person like what would you say like if you could describe each of you what would you say you know each of you what are your character traits that you bring to the group? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I think, you know, we'll start with Joe because she's the easiest one for me to talk uh-huh. about. She's kind of like the <laughs> ringleader, right? She's the, uh, the, the main idea generator and kind of pulls us all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really got a great personality for that. Very organized and very creative. Too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Joe's really great in that space. And then I would say next, Casey. Casey's kind of like our our promo girl. She's just got all the connections. And <laughs> she's got the great ideas for swag. And, you know, she's just always on top of all that stuff. Uh-huh. So really great. Um, and Tia is just the sweetest, 
person, mm-hmm. as you know. You know, she's the, the most thoughtful, I would say, out of the group of us and um, always remembers everyone's birthdays and the holidays. Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know, really warm and caring. And I think she kind of keeps us all together on that end and always is checking in with everyone. And Nicole is, um, I think Nicole brings some elegance to our group. <laughs> You know, she's just a big sweetheart, and um, she, of course, feeds us because she brought us some delicious cupcakes because she does Ooh. baking on the side. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew that. She makes really cool cakes. So No, I didn't know that. You missed the cupcake? Oh, yeah. my God. I'm mad at her now. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's funny that you say that about each of you. Now, before I get into this, like, what would you say? Who would you say about – what would you say about you? What do you – Say about Comic yourself. relief. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> here's I, think, I think, you know uh-huh. I, I start out quiet at first, mm-hmm. but then I think when we all get going, we all just throw ideas out there. And I mean, honestly, as a group, we're pretty on, we're on pretty equal footing. I think we're all mm-hmm. equally contributing, just in different ways. Yeah, I can totally see like all of you in your elements, like. I remember when I met Tia, I was like, in my head, I'm like, Mama Tia, that's, that's who that's going to be. That's Mama Tia. Yeah. And then, um, definitely with Casey, I can definitely see her being like the promo all the way. And okay. Yeah. Joe's definitely the ringleader. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, it's so funny because, you know, I always wonder what people, you know, see about other people because I always see if our if our ideas and perceptions match up and they do 100% spot on. And that's what I love about it because you guys are just so diverse, but you work so well together. And I'm just waiting on the next anthology. I mean... Me too. Just... <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so... And I think, I don't know if I asked you this before or if it was Nicole, it might have been Nicole, but what is it like having like five different brains tell one story, but the story is cohesive? Because I wondered about that when I read Fractured Glass, I could barely tell like who wrote what. The only reason I could tell is because you had the introduction. Okay, now this is Kelly's part. But the story flowed together so well. Like, how do you think that you guys were able to really master that? Um, you know, part of it was the technique that Joe, I think Joe really kind of helped us formulate. So initially we got together, we talked about what we wanted to do. We did some character description. So mm-hmm. we knew right away who our main characters were, what made them tick. We all agreed upon that. We did a lot of like online chats to, to kind of develop those pieces. Google, Google Drive was our friend. Mm-hmm. We were using it all the time. Um, and then as we wrote, so we each kind of had our section and we, we really drafted the book in that order. So Tia started it off. She kicked it over to Joe. Joe did her part. She kicked it over to Casey. Mm-hmm. I did my part. Can I tell you that I was petrified? <laughs> <laughs> because I had to write like all these words and, and we kind of had a timeline going and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was so nervous having not worked with them before. And then I had seen what, um, what Tia and Joe had done, but I wasn't going to really see Casey's piece until like, here you go. And now it's your turn to write the next piece. Right. 
So I was petrified, but I got Casey's section and just reading her part, it just inspired me. And mm-hmm. right away I had all these ideas. I wrote my section, I drafted it, 20,000 words in one week. Wow. One week. Wow. I sat and they just just flew out and I just was like so inspired by them. And then poor Nicole, you know, I leave it in a total cliffhanger because I happen to really like cliffhangers and write cliffhangers. Okay. So I'm staring at your book right now and you just said that and I'm like, is Never Forgotten gonna just make me need the next book like instantly? I feel like that is the case. It may. It may. I um I wrote it so it could be a standalone because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I was gonna write the full series. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's 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 a little bit there. But definitely when you read two, you're going to want to go right to three. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> well, that is good to know. That is very good to know. I'm really excited about that. So, um, with the... Okay, so Utopia have basically just spearheaded this whole, you know, group of women for you where you began writing anthologies with, which is awesome. Um, have you, or before UtopiaCon, I want to kind of talk about, like, your relationship with you know, bloggers and readers and things like that. Do you feel that having that relationship with, you know, bloggers and just with readers in general, do you feel that that's helped you in terms of getting your books out there, you know, networking, having better relationships, that kind of a thing? Do you feel that those relationships are important? I do. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it goes both ways too, because um, I've met a lot of great bloggers and readers at Utopia, but I am also a total reader. So mm-hmm. I do a little bit of fangirling when I'm there too. So right. what I love about it is it's just, it's not just authors. It's a community of book lovers mm-hmm. of whatever form you come at that community. You know, everybody just gets together. And, um, so I do think from that perspective, I've learned a lot. I've met a ton of people that I probably would have never met if I hadn't gone to Utopia. Mm-hmm. And um, because everyone is so active in social media, too, I think from that perspective, we just strengthen those relationships and keep them going throughout mm-hmm. the year. Yeah, that's true. That's really, really true. Because it always makes me wonder, you know, because a lot of times you don't realize how valuable a certain asset can be or a certain group of people or, you know, can be until you're at an event where you're all together and you realize that you all are standing on common ground. You know, you all have these exact same interests and you can come together and just, you know, not only in friendship, but in just business relationships and just realizing that we all really work together. And like you were saying earlier, writers are not on an island. You know, we don't have to sit in our, and I said we when I said writer anyway. We don't have to sit, you know, on our, you know, on the island and just type in our little caves and be over here. It's really just about that whole networking. And it's so funny you said that because every person that I've talked to about writing has had the same mindset for the longest time that it's just a solitary thing. And then you go to events like Utopia and you realize that that is in no way, you know, the case. Um... With, did you get to go to any of the keynote um, speakers during Utopia? No, and I really regret it, but I think I was sleeping. 
<laughs> well, you did drive, right? I drove, and, you know, I'm always up by, like, 5 o'clock Yeah. we get home, so it was, like, a chance to sleep in even a little bit, and then, of course, we had our crazy staying up late, playing games and we whatnot. We did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember that. That was that one's insane, but that was so fun. Oh, yeah, and that's where we gave you your nickname, Baby Jean. Right? <laughs> I love it. It's the cheeks. It is the cheeks. It is the cheeks. Oh, my gosh. It's like, uh, Kelly, you're going to be young forever. Just forever hey, and ever. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Um, and then, oh, one of the questions that I always just really like to ask is for anyone who is looking to you know write their first book or anyone that's looking to go to utopia for the first time whether just as a reader as a spectator or even as you know um, an exhibitor for the very first time like what would you say to them about you know why utopia is awesome it is the most welcoming community and conference that I have attended to date. And I think everyone there is so willing to help and talk um, to everyone. And I think even, you know, just don't be nervous would be my advice too. like, just make the most of it and, you know, go to as many things as you can next Mm -hmm. year. I'll definitely plan more so I can get to more (laughs) panels and keynotes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think, it's just a great event with so much information and really you can take it to any track you want or Mm -hmm. you can take and look at everything. You can go there as a reader, as a blogger, as an author, or as any individual one of those. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. A huge thank you to Kelly for chatting with me today on just amazing goodies. I could not believe I did not know about the history of the fractured glass ladies. That book was so good, you guys. I could not put it down. If you have not checked out Fractured Glass, get your hands on it. You will not regret it. I seriously could not put it down. I am so glad that I get to do this podcast because I get to learn things like this just by having simple conversations with some phenomenal people. I am so, so, so excited to be doing this. If you guys haven't checked out any of Kelly's books, Never Forgotten, she wrote an anthology, the Fractured Glass Anthology, and then another one, Twists in Time, go and check those out, definitely. Until next time, you guys, thanks so much for listening, and I will see you in a couple of weeks with another Utopia attendee. Bye!